Welcome to the Ausgel Podcast, where we bring the gel ball community together. Each week, we have a special guest where we talk about what's new in the world of gel ball, be it milsims, speedball, and everything in between. Now, welcome to our host. Hello, I am Dan from Ausgel. Hello, I'm Doug from Safari Swimmer. And today, I'm joined by Doug, one of the pioneers of South Australia gel ball, and someone who is still going down in South Australia selling gel ball goods. Well, yeah. Doug, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Much appreciated. Um, you know, your time I know is very valuable, um, considering everything you have to do down there to run a bloody gel ball store nowadays. So um, I guess we should start off with who you are. Tell us about who you are, what you do. Yes, uh, I'm Doug Bass uh, in uh, South Australia. Uh, it's the, at the moment, it's the only one gel buster dealer in SA. So now uh, after the regulate. Uh, in SA, you have to get a farm license, paintball license to get a gel buster. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm still running. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give up the gel buster and gel ball industry. All right. Well, we're going to dissect that and get into the, you know, the finite details very soon. But um, Mm -hmm. firstly, gel blasters. So back when, you know, everything was happy and butterflies were flapping around everywhere, um, what caused you to get into gel blasters? What, What caught your eye? Yeah, it's uh, actually before we running a lot of the kids markets, and yep. uh, we saw that one. And also, long time before in in Hong Kong, uh, I played the uh, soft style stuff. So yep. I know, oh, impossible in in Australia got the soft. But yeah. once I saw the gel buster, and saw, oh, it's very close. So yeah, I like it. I love it, and just try to get in it. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. And um, yeah, and so Safari Zuma. Where, where did the name come from? Oh, uh, from my wife. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> very, very unique. I, I have to yes. say, I think, you know, just about every Gel Blaster store out there has tactical something or something tactical, um, mm. and yours is extremely unique. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so that's really yeah. good to know. Yeah, yeah. so tell us about um, where the name Safari Zuma came from. Oh, it's uh, actually it's, uh, this name is uh, my wife making up this name. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> when we started, we got different market or different yep. industry on it. So just find one. This oh, can, so it's like from a different can go different. Shop. Yeah, can yeah. go over different different yeah. feel of the the industries. So I just get this one yeah. first. Yeah. Well, it, it works well because Safari Zuma. It's it's a name that you can't really forget. And it's probably one of the few names in the industry that doesn't have tactical in its name. So, um, so kudos to you for that <laughs> one. Um, nice and unique. But um, yeah, so look, uh, obviously we, we've known each other for a while now. Um, <laughs> to talk us through some of the some of the difficult challenges you've faced over the past twelve months with these regulations that hit South Australia. What was that like? Oh, actually, it's a disaster in SA. Yeah, before it's uh, no less regulations, and yeah, yeah everyone like pray, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Even you can pray with the kids. It's a quite a family activities. Yeah, but now they once the new regulations, they all stop it. A lot yeah. of people they give up, and lots of they can't or they don't want to get a license for this toy. Yeah, so, yeah. but we not 
give up, we try to still keep on it. And during we apply the dealer's license, we yeah. keep finding different supplier, different source to try to get more improved, try to get more people interest back to the Drabaster again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good on you. I mean, um, I, you know, speaking to so many businesses down there, obviously, Osdell <laughs> used to supply a number of other businesses down there too. And I do know that when police gave their warning, they, they, well, they really didn't give a warning. Um, yeah, it yeah. was, uh, yeah, woke up one morning, everyone got to, got told they had to close down. And um, I think the part that the police don't see and, and, you know, a lot of customers maybe don't really see as well is when you set up a business, you have to sign leases and contracts and, um, you know, there's, there's all this flow-on effect. So a lot of businesses, I, I know one in particular – ended up having to pay upwards of $70,000 to close mm. a store because, mm. you know, they, they had to pay out the remainder of their lease. They've obviously got staff costs. They've got the mm. cost of physically returning the store to its original look and feel. It's just mm. um, the, the financial burden placed on so many people in the middle of COVID too. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's just absolutely mind-boggling that the South Australian government or the South Australian police, mixture of both from what I understand, um, would go down this path. It's just nuts. But, I mean, how, how do you feel as a business owner? I mean, you've obviously transitioned successfully, but you've said so many other people didn't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you must have found this to be extremely challenging. Oh, actually, we keep just try to keep doing and don't want to give up. And even we pay the rent, we don't want to cancel the contract. Actually, I lost one arm already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I still thinking it's still this industry has still got potential. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want it. They just die and stall. Yep. Just in one decisions make everything destroy. I don't really want that. So yeah. I keep Maybe my personal, more positive. I always think positive. Well, it's good that you do, mate. And one thing I can guarantee, I can't get into too many details, obviously due to confidentiality, um, Mm. but there are things happening in the background with South Australia and a Job Blaster Association um, Mm -hmm. where there might be some momentum. So there are people trying as well. Um, This Mm. is, yeah, we can't really release too much about that just yet, but um, Mm. it's people like you who keep the sport alive um, mm. that that gives that op- that gives that opportunity really to the community down there for this to happen. So, um, so mm. good on you for that, mate. And now let's talk about some of the stuff you have to do as a shop now. And and tell me mm. if it's just rumor, but from what I hear, every mm. day that you open up, you have to take toy gel blasters out of a secure location, tether mm. them to a wall, and then mm. do the same thing in return, just like a real firearm. Is that right? Yes, every day when I open, I need to take all the samples wow. one on the shelf and need to use a cable to yeah. make it secure. And then finish the day, take everything back to the safe. Yeah, every day and night, yeah, the same. And all the, all the buster need to uh, tag and serialize the number inside, right? Wow. Or, or, or on the receiver, I mean. <clears throat> Far out. I mean... For our international viewers out there, especially those in the airsoft space, can you imagine having to tether your airsoft guns, serialise them and treat them like real firearms in your stores? Mm. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. 
it's just mind blowing. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but but good yeah. on you for persisting and and you know just doing what you need to do uh, to get through yeah. there. And I do understand that there was an issue there for a while in South Australia where um, you had to have a you know, you had to be permitted to be able to work on gel blasters. Is that right? Like you, uh, <clears throat> it's permit to work on other people's gel blaster. Uh-huh. If you're a personal one, you still can do it yourself. But okay. you can't test fire. Yep. You only can drive fire. Oh, wow. Okay, so, <laughs> so you don't know if it work or not. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, um, so the only other option people have then is to come into Safari Zuma or a firearm store. Did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's just nuts. And of course, that presents an issue in and of itself because. Um, there's going to be a lot of firearm stores out there that won't be able to work on a gel blaster because gel blasters are more of a remote controlled toy than they are mm. a firearm. You know, when you open it up, mm. you're not going to see firearm parts. You're going to see mm-hmm. um, electronics, gears, cogs, the stuff you'd see in a remote controlled car, as mm. opposed to what you see in a firearm. You open it up, you see a bolt, you know, an extractor claw, you know, all that sort of stuff. Not the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, difference. Oh. Yeah. Most of the real gun dealer, they don't really like to deal with the drill buster because yeah. they still thinking this is a job, it's a, it's a toy. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. yeah. It. yeah. Just, just need the police to, uh, down there in South Australia to, to, you know, come to the party at least and, and actually mm-hmm. see that, that these are toys and, they're being used responsibly by most of the people in, in our industry. So, yeah, absolutely nuts. But, look, uh, Doug, for you, yeah. what does the future look like? The future, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I'm still thinking the future still okay. Yeah. yeah. So no yeah, plans um, to close down or anything soon? Uh, everyone will and try to... Coming back again, yeah, yeah. good, yeah. excellent. So let let more people know about it, and yeah. also need to more public. They are not touching this before the people, and yeah. try to get in this sport. Yeah, so need yeah. a lot, a lot more pro, uh, promotions or something to yeah to the public. Yeah, because I think yeah. most people they thinking is Joe is die already in SA, but actually it's not. Yeah, so yeah, definitely to- not the case. Yeah. Yes. Well, hopefully Promotion, this helps always. as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. definitely make sure this podcast goes far and wide, and um, people get as much exposure as possible. But, um, but look, Doug, mate, you're an absolute asset to the industry, and um, like I said, you know, you're, you're one of the pioneers of South Australia. You've done mm-hmm. an absolutely outstanding job supporting fields down there, supporting players, and the fact that you've managed to transition and be, you know, the one of the only stores down there that's still open and operating legitimately mm-hmm. is is absolutely fantastic so for any doubters down there or anywhere else in australia doug here is operating a gel blaster store legally in south australia now the most important thing though how do people find your store mate the webpage yeah yeah my website is just safari zoomer tactical i got tactical in web, web website yep. <laughs> safari zoomer it's- Right. Tactical.com. Oh, Safari Zuma Tactical. Oh, yes. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, fair enough. Well, I mean, everyone else is doing it, so you might yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And we are in the Sosby South in a uh, South Australia. Yeah. Okay. So if someone it. just Googles, um, Googles just Google Safari Zuma. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, excellent. Yep. Well, thanks very much for your time there, Doug, once again. And ladies and gents, as always, I'm Dan from Ausgel. You can find Ausgel at www.ausgel.com.au. Across all the socials as Ausgel and on Instagram at Ausgel Ammo. Thanks very much for watching. See you later. Yes, it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. It means a lot to us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, leave a comment or review below and hit the follow or subscribe button. If you have any questions or want to be part of a future episode or even want to know more about Ausgel, head to ausgel.com.au to get in touch.